and welcome back for episode 50 of Spill the D. So for those of you who are new here, my name is Gina and I am one of your two hosts and I am joined here as always with my, I didn't think of a good word to describe you today because there's just too many. You're just too perfect. So with my perfect co-host, Sabrina. Curly Q. Well, yeah, she's pulling her hair out of her head right now. Literally making threads. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. We are here today to talk about another Disney history. We're doing the history of River Country, which is the abandoned Disney water park. To be honest, I thought when you explained River Country, my mind went to that little island on the Seven Seas Lagoon. That's Treasure Island. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, cool. I have so many questions about that. But now yeah. I understand that I'm talking about the wrong one. <laughs> That's right. We'll get there. So River Country is the abandoned water park in Disney World. It has since been knocked down, but it was abandoned for many years. So after we get through some news of things coming to Disney or news of things happening in Disney, we're going to learn all about it. So For some Disney news, we're just kind of going to give a little bit of an update here if you're going to Disney in January, or I guess February, March, and April if you're going to Animal Kingdom. Expedition Everest will be closed starting January 4th, which is before this episode airs. So by the time you're listening to this, it's closed for refurbishment. They're also going to be closing Splash Mountain down for refurbishment. That one's just a month, January 10th to February 10th. And this one threw me off. The Skyliner is getting closed. I mean, it's about time that they fix that thing. They got that yearly maintenance they got to do. So that's going to be from January 23rd to the 28th. Oh, that's not that bad. Hmm, not too bad. I wonder how they close that down. What do you mean? Like to refurb? They have to like do it one at a time. So they have to like slowly send it. Probably. <laughs> that's a lot of Skyliner. Well, that's probably why it takes so many days. Wow. They probably have so many people who do it. They probably have so many different moving parts. I can't even imagine. And they'll probably have to do most of it at night anyways. If they're closing it, they'll be able to do it all day. Oh, yes. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like picturing people still on it. Oh, someone's on this one. Send it through. We'll check the next one. (laughs) So unlike us Northeasterners, a lot of... Southerners did grab night at both Disney World and Disneyland. The news is only for Disneyland, though. Grad night is going back to Disneyland. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, there's one in Disney World. Yeah. No way. Yeah, remember Abner told us he did that. That's so cool. Yeah. A couple of the other friends that were like Tennessee, they did it too. If you're like within driving distance, but yeah. So Disneyland is confirmed that they are coming back in May. That is so cool. I've heard of the Disneyland one. I don't even know where a grad night was because I did not partake in it. I went with my family to the Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) Okay, I'm Googling it. I really don't see one about Disney World. Really? Yeah, I don't see one. Maybe it's not hosted by them. Maybe it's like by their own specific high schools i mean he is from like right there so his high school might have done like a trip yeah so i'm, I'm guessing it's not disney world's grad night i think it's like your high school's grad night gotcha so disneyland actually does a disneyland run grad night where high school graduates get to come in cool that's cool and it'll be back that'll be fun they get like a full-on private party i'm jealous 
I want it. Although I kind of liked where my high school was and the experience I had there. So I just wish my high school would have picked this up and took us to Disneyland. I'm, I would have yeah. been fine with that. I don't need to go to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade. I can go to Disney. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if we saw each other. I went in eighth grade, too. I don't know if it's at the same time. I remember was it was super hot. We had to wear khaki shorts. <laughs> You know what's so funny? My school had a uniform, but that day we got to wear whatever we wanted. Yeah, we had to wear navy blue with khaki shorts. And then I think it was gray with khaki shorts. So it was like really intense hot color and like basically what you could see sweat coming out of. Oh my God. Talk about blood sweat. And I didn't want to take a full shower. So I remember my roommates that I went with washed my hair in the sink. (laughs) Oh, you stayed overnight in eighth grade. Yeah. Gotcha. We just went for the day. I'm a little closer than you, though. Only like an hour, though. It wouldn't be that big a difference. Yeah. We are like charter buses. It was fun when we got to the Air and Space Museum. Everything else, it's kind of like, meh. You didn't see Ellis Island? I don't really remember the trip. It's a Statue of Liberty. Nope, that's New York. Wait a minute. (laughs) I went to New York in eighth grade. Hold on. When did I go to Washington? Oh, Oh in high school. I went to Washington in high school. Hold on. Oh, my goodness. I was like, I don't really remember the trip. (laughs) Wait, you didn't see the Liberty Bell in Washington, (laughs) D.C.? Oh, my God. All right, on to the next thing. On that note, we actually don't have that much news. This is our last thing for, and then we're going to go right into your history for the day. So it's predicted that tables in wonderland won't be back but there's no proof yet so anyone who doesn't know if you're a florida resident i believe dvc or i believe annual pass but i'm not positive about annual pass you can get this card that you have to pay for but then whenever you go to a restaurant you get 20 percent off and it's called yeah i think it's only like a hundred dollars and then you get 20 percent off anytime you go anywhere well it's like certain restaurants but it's the majority of disney-owned restaurants That's not bad, especially for families that are huge. Oh, my God. That would pay for itself in, like, one trip. Yeah. Not even. Saving 20% somewhere. So it's $175 a year for Florida residents and $150 per year if you're a vacation club or annual pass. Wow. But still, that really, that pays for itself really quick. Disney's expensive. You can spend $300 on one meal, 20% off, that's 60 bucks. Do that twice. You're done. Damn. You're paid for. Do that three times, you just save money. Well, hopefully they don't get rid of it. That's a good deal. That was not the best math I've ever done. That's okay. <laughs> You're not yeah. a math podcast. <laughs> You're not a math podcast. Yeah. All the ones have expired as of September 2021, and they haven't brought them back yet, but hopefully they will be bringing them back so that people can take advantage of the discount. Like they have to make so much money off of it of people that buy it and then forget about it or don't use it enough or anything like that. So hopefully they'll bring it back. Maybe. Maybe with the new Bob. <laughs> oh, if they bring back Bob. I don't think they're bringing back Iger. The next day after we recorded, he was like, I'm retiring. And I was like, oh, good. This is. <laughs> Thank God we record early, right? I don't know. Yeah, if you guys noticed, we record kind of early in the week. So sometimes our news is already outdated. Wow. Yeah. It's not always, but it's pretty matter when we would record because I feel like any time we would record with news, it would come out. Oh, I swear Disney drops everything big on Thursdays. So the day that we air every time. And then I'm like, okay, well, by the time we get to next week, no one's going to care about this. And it's always the best stuff. Dang. 
But that's all right. Our podcast is more of like a talking about Disney podcast, not about like giving you the news. But people like the news. We we did a poll and people like it. So it's still here. Keeps you updated, informed for those who don't read things either. Or watch things. Some people just like to listen while they drive. I bet you a lot of people listen to us in the car. Oh, yeah. Should I put a poll on this episode? If you're on Spotify, you can answer the poll. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So it could be like, do you listen in the car at the gym? Oh my God, are you listening to us while you're running? Go, go, go. On a walk. On a walk. Go, go, go. You can That's do where it. I at my podcast. When I really don't want to take V out for a walk, I put a really good podcast on. Oh, so you listen to Spill the D while you walk? It's so I cool. I listen to myself. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the Disney history of River Country. So we're kind of going about this a little bit differently than normal. Normally, Sab and I both go in and like research it. And then we kind of teach you guys, like we tell you everything we know. We're going to go about this differently. And I'm going to be like presenting this information to you as well as Sab. So hopefully she'll be able to ask the same questions that you're having while listening Or she'll yell at me like you might be yelling at your car radio right now. I don't know. We'll see. So River Country. For anyone who doesn't know, River Country was a water park that was put back on Bay Lake as a part of Fort Wilderness, the campground. So it came about because back in the day, it was like 1973, Disney was struggling because there was the worldwide oil crisis, which was causing like super low attendance. No one was coming in. So they were trying to figure out how to bring people in and they wanted to think of something outside of Magic Kingdom that was smaller that they could afford. And they came up with what was then called Treasure Island, which is where they had all of the wildlife and the birds. And that is what you see when you are looking at, actually, I don't think it's where we think it is. Is it? It's on Seven Seas. That's also where I think the surfing was. Surfing wave from that island over to the Polynesian. So you could surf waves from there. Or at least that's what my mother had told me. We learned that at at Aloha Day. They taught us at the Polynesian. Oh. Your mom might have taught you as well. I think my mom told me they used to swim. Because the the kid with the alligator, my mom said that they used to swim in that as well. So I think the surfing and my mother's story together. No, actually, so I'm looking at it. So there there are two different islands. So there's the island that is found between the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian and Magic Kingdom. That is just an island on Seven Seas Lagoon. Bay Lake is on the other side, which is where the Contemporary and Fort Wilderness look out to. Oh. So out in the middle of Bay Lake is Discovery Island. So that's where they have all the birds and the wildlife and you could go walk through the trails. You can take boats out to it, things like that. So that is what is out there. And it was a very big success. At the time it was called Treasure Island. They eventually changed it to Discovery Island. And since it was so successful, they wanted to do something similar again. So something outside of Magic Kingdom, but with a limited budget because It brought in people, but not what they were hoping for. Because again, the oil crisis, no one was driving, no one was flying. No one had money. (laughs) But they decided to go with a water-based attraction. Ooh, this is exciting. With the water-based attraction, they came up with the idea of doing river country. They were going to take the land near Fort Wilderness on Fort Wilderness's property and make one of the first ever themed water parks. So it's actually themed to Tom Sawyer. Wow. Wait. Wow. 
Okay. Trying to like keep up with like having, oh my God. I know it's hard because you need to think as if you were someone in the 70s. So a lot of the things that they have now, they didn't have then. They couldn't make a a Little Mermaid theme park. So they did a Tom Sawyer themed park. I was actually talking to my mom about it earlier because she remembers it. And she said that you could like, it was clearly Tom Sawyer. You could tell. That's so cool. So this was one of the first ever themed water parks as well as just one of the first in the area. Up to that point, there wasn't really anything near it and parks and other places were like concrete and slides there wasn't what disney was about to build for them basically water park yeah wow that's cool i mean they have typhoon and blizzard now so i wonder where the gap is oh i got you i got you dude so they took the park placed it right on fort wilderness property and the part of the reason why this was genius at the time you have to think this was in the 70s they only really had Fort Wilderness Campground, the Polynesian, Contemporary, and Grand Floridian. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Wilderness Lodge was not even built yet. So they actually had a train on the property that would bring campers over to River Country. Oh, cute. So that is one of the reasons why it was so successful at first, because it had that to bring people as well, kind of like entice you, make you want to go. Yeah. They opened it on June 20th, 1976. So Disney World had been open almost five years when they opened their first park. So this is technically their second park, not Epcot. So if you're including the water parks, this is number two. Wow. The crazy part is the park was only six acres. Typhoon Lagoon, to give you an idea, is 56 acres. And Blizzard Beach is 66. Oh, wow. So it held about 5,000 people. And that is it. A little less than that. Back then is pretty reasonable. For the time and the amount of people they were bringing in, it was perfect. It gave them another place for people to go. It gave them a pool to cool off in. People loved it. And when you think about it, a little less than 5,000 people, that is still a decent amount of people. It would never work with Disney today. But at the time, it was perfect. So if you ever look up photos of it, you'll see that it really makes it look like you're just swimming in the water from the lake. Ew. Yes. <laughs> so you're, you're not. There's like a kind of, it looks kind of like a dam. It's not quite a dam built that actually raises so that you have the pool, which they called the watering hole. That is where you're swimming. And it's raised a little bit above the lake. That way, if there's lake flooding, the dirty water wouldn't come in. Cool. So, but it still gives the illusion that you're swimming in it and the reason that it gives that illusion is because it is the lake water so there's a mountain next to the pool where it would pull water from the lake up to the top of the mountain and filter it on the way up it would then put it into the slide and you would ride the slide down into the pool and that's how the clean water got from the lake to the pool did it look the same it still had that lake look but it was filtered and it also was a sand bottom pool it wasn't a chlorinated blue bottom pool so it still gave it that lake water look and then they had a chlorinated pool on the side and that one looked bright and crystal clear yeah oh I feel like that's so nerve-wracking with all the gators (laughs) well I don't think a gator is getting caught in the hose that's pulling the water up yeah 
and there is that little wall and actually like researching it I don't think they were worried about the gators when they were building it and making it a little bit higher than the lake it seemed like they were really just worried about flooding and the dirty water coming in because then they'd have to clear it out I think the gators started happening within recent years yeah it's there wasn't much of a worry back then there was a lot at this park though like I really wish I could have went because my mom was telling me how amazing it was and she was sitting there naming things that were at it so there was a slide there's multiple slides that just was the Tom Sawyer Island in Magic Kingdom at this point it was definitely in Disney World at that point I'm sorry it was definitely Disneyland at that point and yes it was already it opened two years after the park opened in 1973. So it was already in Disney World. Cool. I was thinking if the theme came from that or it came from the water park into the Magic Kingdom. Nah, probably more Magic Kingdom into water park. It was like, hey, people like this. Let's roll with it. Yeah. And it also still went with the campground feel and theme. Yeah. So that worked out really well. So they had multiple slides. You would slide like off of these giant rocks into the pool. And then they had a slide that would not be not okay nowadays like no you literally like went down the side of a rock and then like fell like 10 feet it is a 70s slide it would not not make it now they had other slides that went down and then they had this rapids ride that was like a super quick lazy river that had drops and everything and like you sat like you sat in a tube but it was like closer to the ground so it wasn't as full as a lazy river. And yeah, it would have these drops and then dump you into the watering hole. They also had like zip lines and rope swings into the pool. They had a kid area, like a splash area, kid toy area. They had a volleyball court, a nature trail, and they stuck all of this on just five acres. Hi, this is Gina editing. I don't know why I said five. It was on six acres. Not that big of a deal, but just wanted to fix it. Wow. They went all out. I'm trying to get this to load so I can see a picture of it. Oh, that oh might- wow, this is so cool. What? Bring it back. <laughs> so there's a lot of reasons why they're not going to bring it back. So in the 80s, it was just becoming so popular that it wasn't big enough to hold people. It also was becoming so popular because Epcot opened in 1982. Uh, so when you open Epcot, you bring in more people. So now there's more people who are trying to go on vacation here because you're offering more stuff. So because of that, this one water park that only held six acres worth of people, it only held 4,700 people. Like that was not enough for the amount of guests that they were bringing in. Yeah. And that is where Typhoon Lagoon came in. Oh, wow. So Disney opened Typhoon Lagoon as like kind of a response to the crowds that were coming in because of Epcot and because of just the expansions they were making in general. They opened Hollywood Studios in the 80s, too. Like they had big plans. So they came up with the idea for Typhoon Lagoon. And like I said, they put that on 56 acres. They were not playing around. And then once the 90s came, they opened Blizzard Beach. Wow. I for sure thought it was the other way around. Nope. Typhoon was first. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it just had so much more. Like it had bigger slides. It had a lazy river. It just had so much more. So at that point, especially once they opened Blizzard Beach, the people who were coming into it were people who were staying at Fort Wilderness or people who had gone 
multiple times and loved it and wanted to go back to it. But if someone was coming for the first time, they weren't going to the park built in the 70s. They were going to the new water park because let's face it, most people pick one water park and that's what they roll with. They don't go to multiple water parks on a trip. Usually go for the biggest attractions. Yeah, that's why people like Blizzard Beach. It has the giant drop. What's it called? Summit Plummet. Yeah, with the ski lift. (laughs) I know, I love the idea of Blizzard Beach. Whoever came up with that, go you. I know, it's so cute. (laughs) So that all had started the downfall of River Country. The two other parks opening just weren't helping it. And then in the 90s, they also, here it comes up, they also banned swimming in the lake. Yeah. Which, if you didn't know that the water was filtered or if you just, you knew it came from the lake, it made you not want to go there. So people started to fear it. And I don't know why, but at the same time, Disney rose the admission price. Hand in hand. Yeah, like it didn't it didn't make sense. So they were just losing people left and right. There, No one was going. They never really updated it. It was still a park that was built for the 70s and the 90s. And like 20 years is a long time. A lot can happen in 20 years. And it just, it wasn't keeping up. It wasn't. But my mom went in the 80s and liked it. But still, she thinks she went before Typhoon Lagoon was open, though, because she said she would have went there. Oh, cool. So what started out as a first of its kind, first in the area, this is the best, this is so cool, quickly got outdated. By 20 years later, it was overshadowed by two other water parks and just was not keeping up. There were other things. So Disney rose the admission price. Part of the reason that they did this on top of that was Florida in the 90s actually updated their rules and their laws for filtering water for Uh water parks so that made it cost more money yeah for disney because they had to update everything especially with how filtered that was and then another thing is that it actually closed every winter because they couldn't heat that water because it was coming from the lake wow it would have been ridiculously expensive to heat it so it closed every winter and if they had days before it was officially closed that it was just too cold they would close it. Think about how cold we were at the Polynesian when the breeze would come off of us. So that was what these people were getting in the winter. So they had to close it every winter. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So cool that it kind of kickstarted to other water parks instead of kind of going with only amusement parks, having those two. Oh, yeah. They would never be there today if it wasn't for River Country. Cool. I honestly think most wouldn't. I really think that it made people want to do that, want to have a water park. And now they're so gross. You think they're gross? Like the really country ones, yes. Oh, my God. I love them. They are disgusting. Ellie, every time she goes to a water park, she comes home with some kind of disease. She got MRSA. She got, like, ringworm. Like, anytime she goes somewhere, she comes home with something. So she always wears full pieces. I'm like, you got to just wear, like, pants and a sweatshirt at this point. Just don't go. <laughs> she tries not to. We kind of force her a lot. It's only her, though. We could sit on the same benches at the gym and she'll come home with the disease and I won't. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. So in fall of 2001, the park closed for winter. Again, did this every year. Got too cold. And then it just never reopened. Wow. But they never did a hard close. They just vanished <laughs> yeah they they kept saying that there was a chance that it could open someone from disney was interviewed and they said that if there was a demand they would open it back up wow but at that is there point something on top of it now 
What do you mean? Like where it was? Is there something that's like there now? So that is where people find this astounding. So they kept saying it could open. In 2002, they said it's going to be closed at least through 2002, and then we'll see. It was kept up pretty well up until 2003. And then you start to look at photos, and it just starts to look super run down. So the reason that this place is such a Disney legend is because they just left it. So, like, for years and years, they didn't put anything on it. Wow. So if you ever look at pictures of it, you can see the grass taking over it. You can see, like, algae in the pool and just different things. So for a few years, they kept that pool chlorinated, and then they just stopped, and they just left it all. The rocks started to break. You can see, like, the fake rocks. Wow. Like, nature just took it over, and it is terrifying. The the nature trail that you used to be able to walk through looks like if you stepped on it, it would just instantly break. It's like an old bridge. Oh, God. So it really, really, really caught people's attention, especially in – I'm going to skip ahead on myself a little bit – especially in 2014. That's when social media was really taken off, and someone posted something. I don't know who – but they posted something and Disney would not acknowledge it. People were like, Disney, we want answers. Why is this here? And they would not acknowledge it. They referred to the area as backstage, but the fences that were up, you could still look in and see it. Yeah. So people were still seeing it. I and they were if something bad happened that they just don't talk about it. They don't look at it. They don't fix it. I don't know because they just left it there. So it's really weird. Okay. So like I said, they never did a hard close until 2005. And that's when they said it's closed. It's not reopening. So after 2001, it took until 2005 for them to be like, nah, we're not doing it. I want to know, like, is there a ghost there that nobody wants to go and fix everything? It's also a rumor. There is no proof of this, but probably as much of a rumor as that Disney didn't have people because of the oil crisis. Fall of 2001 is when 9-11 occurred. People weren't traveling. People were canceling their trips. So they really were not getting people to the parks. So that would really make a difference as far as if you have three water parks open and a brand new park, they would have just opened Animal Kingdom three years earlier. Like, all right, we got to cut something. People aren't going. We're not opening this park back up for a few years. And then it just a few years escalates, you know? Wow. Forgotten child. I know. They just left it there. So have you heard of Mickey's Backyard Barbecue? Yes. So that was the barbecue and like show that you could do at Fort Wilderness. It was super overpriced. It was like $75 by the time it closed down in 2018. And you got chicken and burgers and hot dogs. But the characters were there and it was really cute and whatever. They had a guy with a lasso. It was really cute. We did it. And apparently my mom said it was one of the most fun things that she's ever seen us do, but she would never pay for it again. Yeah. <laughs> and she got half off because Disney messed something up. I oh, love it. Those are greatest memories. <laughs> she still talks about it. She's like, yeah, we had half off. So they took this backyard barbecue and they stuck it in a pavilion. And the pavilion was actually on the River Country property. And when it's when they originally closed River Country, they had walls around the whole thing. Well, when they put backyard barbecue in that pavilion, they took the walls and they've only placed them around the pool. So you could actually walk the paths and go into the buildings where River Country was. I couldn't find much on that. I'm assuming that they used it for the bathrooms 
and maybe cooking back there. But it's funny because they still had signs up that said towel return. Wow. So people still were able to see it. And again, they peeked through the fences. They wanted to see it. They held their camera up high over the fence. Yeah, absolutely. Times were a little different, but not that different. So. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you can still see it there. Now here's where it gets weird. <laughs> oh God. And where it gets creepy and where people are like, what is happening? So for a while, music still played. Oh, um, I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> And lights were still on throughout the park, like throughout River Country. People say it made it feel like you were leaving for the day, like the music and the lights, because there's no one there. Yeah. But you can still see them. Oh, I have goosebumps all over my body. I know. It's wild. So that still happened. And then they were actually going to expand on it and didn't. So in 1994... They were building Wilderness Lodge, which is now what we all know and love today. That's a deluxe resort. They plan on putting a moderate resort over on Bay Lake. And if you look at the plans for it, it was going to be called Buffalo Junction. And if you look at the plans for it, it was meant to look like an old time, like old Western. Yeah. And they were going to use river country for it. Wow. I don't know if they were going to use it kind of like Yacht and Beach, how they have like basically a water park as their pool Uh, yeah or if they were going to keep it as a water park but make it easier access for the guests who stayed there i'm not sure but in those plans in 94 it said that it was still going to be used it was written on those plans and then that hotel fell through so that one didn't happen so they didn't expand on it i have so many questions for them why did you build it what's going on guests just weren't getting the money that they wanted from it maybe yeah Maybe there's more. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, so for years and years, it sat empty. No one paid too much attention to it. It was just called a backstage area. If anyone saw it, it looked dilapidated and disturbing with just nature taking over it. And they weren't answering any questions. But in 2017, they actually filled the pool in with sand, but still didn't remove the park. Still didn't remove anything from River Country, but filled the pool in. I wonder if that's due to flooding. I actually read somewhere that it might have been because of mosquitoes, because of all the algae there. Oh. Keep the mosquitoes away. That's smart. Mm-hmm. So then that was 2017. In 2018, they did some testing to see if the ground was suitable for construction. And then by 2018, they announced, here's the answer to your question, reflections. A new Disney Vacation Club resort would be opening in 2022 on that site. I don't like this resort. I don't like that it's a resort and not like an expansion of another water park. Yeah. If you've ever looked at pictures of this resort, it looks so out of place with Fort Wilderness. It looks like kind of Marriott-y. And like fancier, uh, it looks almost like Wilderness Lodge. Coronado. Lo- yeah, no, it looks. I don't even know. Not even Coronado. Like, it looks like if Wilderness Lodge was made of glass. Oh, I don't like that. It just doesn't look like it belongs there. And in '94, when they were going to build something there, it was going to be an extension of Fort Wilderness. Ah. now when they're going to build something there it's going to be its own resort and just happen to be super close to fort wilderness that looks that looks like an apartment complex 
Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Thank you. What the heck? Why would they do this? I don't know. Wow. That really looks like an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like a lakeside lodge that was opening in 2022. Uh-huh. It does not give me lakeside lodge vibes, first of all. But I'm pretty sure they just stopped building it because of COVID. I wonder what their rooms look like. I only see concept art of the outside. It Honestly, I like the way you describe that as, as an apartment complex because it's just an apartment complex with random statues of characters thrown in. Like if you look at the pictures, it's a lot of Bambi. I see Pocahontas. Yeah. They were going to do a Princess like- and the Frog themed restaurant. Like if the Aulani Resort in um, Hawaii and like a Marriott came together to create a hotel, it just is two different vibes together, and none of it vibes with Fort like, Wilderness or that either. Yeah, this this doesn't belong here. Yeah, it definitely belongs like inland more. Yeah, so people are actually saying that. They just like pulled the plug on it. No one has said anything about it. So so I don't know. That would be really, 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 really cool if it was an apartment complex for people that worked at Disney. Can you imagine what they would charge a month? No, but it's a good good idea. (laughs) Oh, it's a great idea, but I can't afford $4,000 a month. Can you? Not at all. But yeah, it was supposed to be a vacation club resort. It's going to have like 900 rooms. Oh, but the the lakeside villas that are for sure for those people that have the bungalows as well. Those are really pretty. They were going to have teepee villas, like the triangle buildings and square ones. And I I would not be able to afford it. No, but they're really pretty. They're all glass. It's kind of creepy. (laughs) If you look it up, though, from Disney, it's been removed from any websites, any press release like that. You can't find it. So it's probably just paused because of COVID. At some point, they're going to have to bring it up. Otherwise, we're going to be doing an episode in a few years about the abandoned hotel that they started to build. (gasps) They have Pocahontas in the concept art. She's just thrown in there. That's really pretty as a lobby. It's a very cool lobby, but it does not fit there. And the name is stupid. Reflections. Reflections. That's a Mulan vibe. Who is that girl I see? Yes, you got it. It's really pretty, but it does not fit. They have the wrong audience. Like, that's so fancy. Yeah, it's in the wrong spot. It does not fit there. Like, when you're at Disney, you're in t-shirt shorts mickey ears you're not fancy. well like there's still people who want fancy you think about like grand floridian but where the grand floridian is placed it's not that weird yeah and it's been there for so long that like it's just kind of like you already know the vibe like shoving this resort in a corner when you have so much property to work with just does not make sense to me i think it would look really nice near epcot it gives me epcot vibes wow not a lakeside lodge I hope they don't stop construction. They've already stopped it. They might restart it. That would be cool. Somewhere else. (laughs) But yeah, so that is where River Country was. They demolished it and then threw that on top. Filled in all the pools and went to town starting to build. And that was in 2019 that it was officially demolished. Pools were filled in. Construction started on reflections. Good timing considering the pandemic is 2020. (laughs) They didn't see that coming, though. None of us did. (laughs) 
Some people did. So here's some cool, wild, not so cool facts. Some of them are a little creepy, just to warn you. Cool fact to start. So the sign when you walked in that said River Country was a giant water tower. And it is now actually at the pool at Fort Wilderness Campground. The slide goes around it. How cool. They just picked it up and moved it. Okay, sad fact. 1982, a 14-year-old actually died there. Whoa. Yeah. Lifeguarding was not what it is today, and it showed. If you look at pictures of River Country, this is one of the first things I noticed. It might be from being a lifeguard for years. You don't see lifeguards. They're there, but they're so spaced out. If you take a picture of a Disney pool today, there will be a lifeguard in the background. You can't really get an angle with your camera that there's not going to be a lifeguard in the background. And in these photos, there was none. They're just not spaced out well. So that is another downfall that they had. I'm sure they had plenty of injuries and scares and they actually did have someone pass away in 1982 and he was only 14. Okay, so here's some of the reasons, another reason that it may have closed. Although I do think that this urban legend came later. I don't think it was when it happened. I think this was something that blew up later with the internet. And I'm sure you have heard it. There is a rumor that a small child, the reason I say small child is depending on where you read, what videos you watch, what you find, he will either be eight, nine, 10, or 11. Okay. Most of them say 11. I think he's 11, but the ages are all over. Even an article written about it. There's two different articles, like legit articles once at eight-year-old once at 11 year old but it's the same exact story besides the age so it really makes it hard to believe but i know oh. it's true so small boy passes away in 1980 after swimming at river country because he gets a brain eating bacteria that is said to have gone up his nose while he was swimming at the time There wasn't any blame put on Disney. So technically, there is no proof that he got it there. Later, it was said that it's Disney's fault. He didn't swim anywhere else besides there. And it's really hard to say that with an 11-year-old boy that he didn't swim anywhere else but there. There is proof that Disney's filter system they had at the time, this is before Florida made the rule and updated their laws to the filter system. So there is proof that the filter system at that time did not filter out the aniba that he died from but there was never any proof that this boy got it from there wow but it's common in lakes yeah but he's the only one to have ever died of it who said that they swam in river country yeah i mean that's why most lakes like people shouldn't swim in there's so many gross things it's not safe but yeah so there's technically no proof that it ties back to disney it's like he swam there yes the aniva is there yes there is no proof that that is where he got it he could have swam other places too and they didn't go after disney at the time they didn't put the blame on them which could have been a matter of science they might not have known what it exactly was or they might have taken too long i don't know so if you talk to people nowadays they'll tell you that it closed because this happened Wow. The reason that that is so false is that this happened in 1980 and it did not close until 2001. That's hard. (laughs) Yeah. If they waited that long to act on it, that's an issue in itself. Don't think it. 
coincides together. I don't know. I'm sure, you know what? He probably did get it from River Country. They were using like water, but there's not really pretty obvious that it's just an urban legend and that they did not close the park because of that. I've given you 50 other reasons so far as to why that park would close. And I don't think this is one of them. Yeah. This might be a reason for them to update their filters. Yes. (laughs) But not a reason to close the park. This Aniba that he had died from is like so rare. More common to get up your genitals. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) And then the last reason that I have that it probably closed that I have under the wild, fun, crazy fact. You actually used to be able to get a combination ticket for that and Discovery Island. Oh, cool. But then Discovery Island closed. So it's kind of like it's partner in crime left. So that is another reason that people might have got turned away because like you may have chosen that over Typhoon Lagoon because you got two for one, but now you only get one. Oh, that's true. So there's a lot of reasons. And then I just have one more really cool fact, super random. And I don't know how they decided this. The first person to ever ride down one of their slides was Susan Ford, President Ford's daughter. (laughs) okay that's just a fact to impress your friends at a party such a weird weird person for the first they probably invited the president and he said yeah can my daughter ride the slide first (laughs) first no one else wow i didn't know any of this really any of this I've never heard any of these stories or anything like this. You know, it's so funny. I was waiting for questions from you every time, but your face just had a look of like, like you were taking it all in. (laughs) It felt like such a lecture and I feel like you were answering my questions as I was having them. Oh, so everyone really just got a Gina podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just really biggest fun fact I've ever gotten my whole life. Cool. Should I become a professor? I told you I could teach Disney. I think yes. I could totally teach Disney history. We'll see. I'll check and see when people exit out of this episode. And if it's too early, I'll know that I should not teach Disney history for the rest of my life. (laughs) I think you would be a great history teacher. Thank you. Oh my God. That means so much. That's it. I'm going back to school. I'm going to go for my master's and get my degree in (laughs) Disneyology. How cool would it be if Disney University was actually a university you could go to? You used to be able to get like credits for it. You get your master's and your doctorate. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So class, do we have any questions? I know it's really hard to think of one. I just gave you a lot of information. No, I just really want to go back in time and see it. I know. My mom was literally talking it up so much. I want to go. They had snack stands. Yeah. I love snack stands. I want to compare it to Typhoon. Like, I want to go. I think Typhoon won out hardcore once it was open. (laughs) Like, there was the people who were diehard fans of it who, like, kept going back. But other than that, it really just became, if you were staying at Fort Wilderness Campground, you went there. It was just their point. The train, too. That's definitely a perk of it. So the train actually wasn't there for that long. Oh. So they opened River Country in 76. The train was running from 74 to 80. It was called the Fort Wilderness Railroad. Wow. I wonder if they used any of those parts for the other attractions, if they took the train down. Maybe. That would be kind of cool. It's weird that there's no, like, tracks. 
A few of the passenger cars used to be on public display at Walt Disney World, but they are no longer there. Two were used as ticket booths at Pleasure Island in downtown Disney, which is now Disney Springs. And they've been since sold at auctions to private individuals. And then another one was a prop at the Typhoon Lagoon parking lot before they removed it. I just got all of that from Wikipedia, just so everyone knows. I will state my links. (laughs) What is it called? The bibliography? That is my bibliography. That sentence came straight from Wikipedia. I didn't even try and change it. That's so cool. Oh, this is a good history episode. That's because you know nothing about it. And it makes it so much fun when you're learning something completely new. And this one was actually requested. We had put on Instagram, what do you want to hear? And we got some really good answers. And it was really hard to pick one. We will definitely be doing all of the histories. Uh, you guys asked us but, okay that's that's all i have yes but that is it for today i hope you guys are as baffled as i am <laughs> when i sit in class i definitely am that nerdy person that has glasses on and keeps to themselves <laughs> did you take notes <laughs> no. how are you gonna know what's on the test <laughs> but, so embarrassing oh my god definitely definitely a very fun episode Especially for me. I feel like I'm going to listen to it again. <laughs> Just learn more and more. For real. I had fun being Professor Gina. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for being here today. Thank you all for being here. <laughs> but yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want to give us another idea about history, if you want to send us a DM, if you want to ask us a question, for a future episode, oh. DM us at Spill the D Pod, or you can email us. I do check this email a lot. Spill the D Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Until next time, we will see you at the castle. If we get... <laughs> 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 <laughs>